the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the fifth part in our spiritual checkup series of studies. This week, Dave asks, How's your hearing? How can you hear from the Lord? And what stops you hearing? The main reading is Luke chapter 8. We're moving on from our seeing to our hearing. And, um, of course, um, that this particular parable we're just going to focus in on and just uh, go from it is such a key parable. Jesus said, we'll look at that verse in a minute, Matthew 13, Mark uh, 4, Luke 8, um, how we hear and uh, what stops us from hearing and what will actually benefit us and um, uh, bring forth fruit, really. <clears throat> um, and of course, checking our hearing, it's, and as we said before, it's a uh, it's amazing that uh, how we how we lose our hearing, isn't it? And of course, it depends who's talking to us, of course. And uh, um, a gentleman was getting concerned about his wife. She's not hearing like she should. Like I don't know why she's turning deaf here to him. I don't know. And um, <clears throat> so he was mentioned to a GP, and she, he said, "Look, she's not going to come to you because she's a bit, you know, she's a bit proud like that." He said, "Well, I tell you, do do an, do an experiment." He said. He said, uh, when she's in the kitchen, the other side of the kitchen, just start to speak to her. If she doesn't answer, just step closer to her until she actually answers. Then, you, you know, you get to see, see how, how, how deaf she really is. She stands at the, at the uh, kitchen door and she's the other side, maybe 14 foot or so. Dear, what's, what's for lunch today? No answer at all. Three, take a step forward. Yeah, but, Dear, what's for lunch? Nothing. Another step forward. Dear, what's for lunch? Nothing. He's right up next to her. Dear, what's for lunch? She said, for the fourth time, we're having stew. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's an old one, it's as good as ever. Um, because, it, you know, the Bible says, look, check your hearing and check your sight. Because that's all, I, at the end of the day, I'm answerable for me, isn't I? So we're going to check our hearing and uh, see where we are. And uh, actually, it isn't just about hearing, it's doing with what you hear. I was watching a, uh, something on, on one of the channel, Revelation channel, I think it was, and it was um, a Christian psychiatrist was speaking, he, was, he, was, uh, he said, let me tell you now, he said, <clears throat> if you don't do anything with what I say to you today in the next seven days, he said, uh, in, in 90 days, three months, he said, 90, 85, 90% of what I say this morning, you will not just have forgotten, it will be gone forever out of your memory, he said. He said, it doesn't board well for me, he said. But so it, it didn't listening, you know, oh, I love that, oh, we love the sound of, of the word. No, get all of it and do something with it. Otherwise, you know, if I say to you, <laughs> I won't say to you, what did I speak on last Sunday? You would say, yeah, not sure. But if, if we've done something, if, if say if I challenge you maybe to get into the word more and you've done something or you've, you, something, it's a, a, a applied. Um, but this particular parable, Jesus said, is a foundational parable. Um, Matthew, uh, Mark 4, Mark 4, 9, 13. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables, 
so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do not understand do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? He said, if you understand this parable, you will understand them all. He said, if you if you get a perception of how to listen and, and what stops us from listening, what actually hinders God's word, because he gives us four soils, and only one soil is actually going to produce anything. And um, we can take this, I suppose, as, as for, for, in, in many different ways. Uh, salvation, but it can be just our lives, isn't it? Because there's some, some scriptures and some words that come, and, and I'm, I'm going to accept them. I'm going to receive them. Thank you, Lord. Especially if they're going to speak blessing on me. But let me tell you, there's other, other words are going to cut right across me, cut across my behavior and my attitudes and all those kind of things. And then I've got to make sure it's going to fall into good soil. Otherwise, it'll be taken away or, or choked or um, it'll, it'll fly up and then it won't have any root. And we look at those. Um, so it is absolutely vital that we actually listen. Thankfully, because we know the Lord, we have open ears. Matthew 13, we looked at last week, didn't we? We have open eyes and open ears. Uh, to see and to hear, and that that refrain that comes through the Bible all the time, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. See, the, the thing is, we have the ability, God has given us that. Now, where, whether we'll allow ourselves to hear after, like we said about our eyes, keep refocusing, keep make sure we can see, we always keep in our ears attentive, keeping our ears attuned to the voice of God, to hearing him, to listening to him, to the background noise to get, to get it away, as we said on Sunday morning, be still and know. Flood our, our lives with those, those things that will feed us and build us up. Because it is vital. It is absolutely vital. Matthew 7, we know the story, but it's, again, all about how we listen. Matthew 7. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, but it was founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The vitalness of knowing, not just hearing, but actually doing, isn't it? Being obedient to the word. Because it will be tested. And let me just say, if we put our, our colours to the mass, the devil's going to have a go, isn't he? He's going he's to try and pick us off, as we just we read. Be observant, that's what we should be observant. The devil's prowling around, like uh, around like a roaring lion, seeking those he may devour. So we need to keep our ears attentive and obey God's word. Put it into practice. That's what it is. But of course, the problem first, first problem was hardness, wasn't it? The soil was hard. And um, again, that's not just for unsaved, that can be our lives. Because hardness comes in two words. One is dryness, where there's no water. And there's, there's one that becomes a stone. I suppose there's a process there, but they are slightly different words. One is dryness, becoming dry. And the, others, the other is becoming rock hard, stony hard. And uh, both, as we'll just read in a moment, come down to the bottom line of not listening not paying attention 
And there's, there's, the, there's that circle that you're not listening, you become hard. You're, not, you're hard, you're not, not going to listen. And it, it, it goes round in a circle in a sense that it, that's one leads to the other, leads to the other, leads to the other. And it, it, it just builds on one another. Let's read a couple of verses there. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 12, 1 to 2. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see, but do not see, and has ears to hear, but do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. Eyes to see, but don't see. Ears to hear, because they are a rebellious house. Now, if you remember on Sunday morning, we talked about that, that particular word, rebellion, comes from the word bitterness. Mm. Mara. And uh, bitterness always comes from uh, something happening, or particular instance in our lives maybe that we have not allowed God to deal with or we haven't dealt with it correctly. Remember, we can't affect what goes on around us, but we can choose how we respond, can't we? That's my choice. Uh, how I respond, that's, that's up to me. Bitter or better. And of course, there, there's the two. Cain, resentful. What happened to him? Cain, sin is at your door. He's prowling. You've got to master it. But he didn't, did he? He allowed it in. And he became resentful, became bitter, rebellious, sinful, murderer. And we, we down that route. And uh, as we, t- we took the, the, that particular instance where they came out of, out of Israel, came out of Egypt, sorry, through the Red Sea. Everything was wonderful. They were, they were praising the Lord. They were getting so excited. The Egyptians were dead on, 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 on the seashore and they were getting excited. But it wasn't too long. Just a few days later where they had no water and uh, they came to a pool and um, they were mourning and groaning because when they tasted the pool, it was bitter. Um, and it, it, it's amazing how from one extreme to the other, and God doesn't want us to be like that. Um, circumstances should be, will always rise and fall around us, but our demeanor and our attitude and our character has got to be such on an even level. Why? Because we're not... It, it, those things don't really count in a sense. Paul said, now my eyes are on him. And all these things are going to come and go, but I my hope and my trust. I'm focusing on the Lord and what He has. And so they, they became bitter, and that became that rebellion spirit. And then we saw it in Israel so many times, mourning and groaning and, and whining and saying, "Where's God? What's God done? Whoa, what wasn't it better back there?" And you know what? Well, we've got to be careful, haven't we? We've got to be careful because we, we can easily drop into a... Some of us are better mourners than others. And we can easily mourn and groan. Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining or grumbling. And we looked at that verse. And that's a great verse, a great challenge of it. But thankfully, the cross is the answer, isn't it? They found a piece of wood and they threw it in. But that bitterness can stop us from listening. From listening to God. And... Um, because we could say, oh, well, what was, you know, the devil whispers, look at what God's, look what's happened to you. Where's God in this? Why, why didn't God do something with this? Why didn't God intercept this? And we can easily go down that route instead of saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know why God hasn't done anything about this, but my eyes are on him. I can trust him. And all things move together for good to those who are seeking him, who are after him. So there's a hardness of rebellion. Zechariah, or Zechariah, sorry, Zechariah 7, 11 to 12. But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly they turned their backs and stopped at their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. 
they refuse. There, there's, there's a choice. You see, when we hear, we choose then what to do with it, don't we? Um, but if we become hard because we don't listen, there's listening and hard, they'll be, they'll, they, it won't even get down in, into the beginning of our lives and the enemy will come and take it away because we refuse. He said they, they turned a stubborn heart and they, because they turned their backs, it means to turn their shoulder, turn around, uh, even to draw back. Um, their hearts become hard. And if you know anyone who's walked with the Lord sometimes and have drifted back and turned back, you know, their hearts can become very hard. Hard as flint. It could even mean diamond, which is, you know, obviously we know there's nothing harder than that. And uh, that takes a lot of shifting. It takes a lot of shifting. But all because refused to listen. And there's a hardness then. And there's not even a, 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 just a, a glimmer of, of the word to go, in, to, to go in. So there's hardness, hardness that we need, again, to allow the Lord to have his way. Ephesians 4. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning of craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the heir. That is Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their heart. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. Hardening of their hearts, so they will not hear, they cannot hear. See, there's the process of not, uh, you'll find in Pharaoh, the Bible says Pharaoh hardened his heart, and then you'll read, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. See, there's that, that instance where we harden our hearts, and, and, and we, we cannot, we will not listen. Um, uh, and so often we, 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 then we don't listen and we deceive ourselves, we get deceived, we don't understand, it leads to unbelief and all those kind of things. Because we haven't listened and we become hard, we dried up and we become like stones to the word of the Lord. That's why he keeps keep ourselves, Lord, keep me sensitive, keep me listening, get the word, let your word, whatever your word says to me, let it have its way. Let it be like a hammer, let it be like a fire, Jeremiah said. Let it have its way. Um, so often we think, or if something else, but what? Remember that rich man in in, in the in the uh, in hell. He said, "Let let Lazarus go back, and if he goes back, they will believe." And what did Abraham say? He said, "If they will not believe Moses and the prophets, the word, they will not even believe if someone rises from the dead, because it's all about attitude, not necessarily about what we see in you know the dramatic." If we, if we have a heart, say, God, I, I need to know you, I want to know you, I want to hear your voice. See, God will speak into our lives. So there's a hardness, there's hardness. But also there's that, 
the next, the next is the shallowness. The shallowness. And again, we've got to be careful here because um, this is the first one's careless here, isn't it? Careless. Uh, not listening, not wanting to listen. Uh, in fact, if you read uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and you'll see different words crop up in, in those from different angles because they're different writers, obviously. And uh, you'll find um, they trampled on the word, giving an idea carelessness, not actually holding the word in high esteem. Um, there's a lovely verse in uh, Isaiah. Those who tremble at my word will hear my word. And that's an interesting word, isn't it? Trembling at the word. Because we, we do forget, we really do forget, this is not an ordinary book. Well, of course, if it's shut, it is still an ordinary book. Once opened and read, it is the word of the Lord. And so, therefore, um, it, it should be trembled at in a sense that, you know, it... it Costs many lives to get there. You know, again, we've, we've watched DVDs and we have Wycliffe and uh, others um, that, that cost them their lives to get this into our language. And, and we need to elevate it because it is God's word. It is God's word. Tremble at his word, you will hear God's word. But we can be so shallow, so shallow. Um, Ezekiel 30, 33. Also, though, son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses, and speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord. And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them for this, for with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come, then shall they know that a prophet has been amongst them. It's an interesting verse, isn't it? They love to listen. Yeah. He obviously, Ezekiel could play and could sing and he was lovely to listen to. But they wouldn't do what he said. They loved to hear, but they wouldn't put it into practice. Um, and that is sentimentality. That is the shallowness where there's no root. And of course, when there's no root, what happens? The plant doesn't take any moisture, any nutrients in. And it, as soon as the sun comes out, as soon as there's a bit of difficulty, a bit of opposition, it, the moisture goes and it's dead. Um, uh, but you know what? The Bible says they received it with joy. There's, there's joy. There's, there's, you know, this is a fantastic. But it actually hasn't affected them. And of course, then we've got to be careful how, how the gospel presented sometimes. Because we've got to, uh, you know, the, the, the essence is God loves us more than we ever imagine. But unless we understand that we are sinners as well, in need of a saviour, we will never fully grasp the, the, the necessity of repentance, of actually allowing the word in, because he's not just saved us, is he? He saved us to change us, to make us like him. You know, if, if it was all just about salvation, then it would just be, right, let's, I'm saved, let's go to heaven. But no, he's, he wants to re, you know, recreate us, restore us, 
so people can see outside what the power of the gospel is. Sentimentality, we've got to be careful there because joy, oh, and there's some teachings that create joy, didn't there, in our hearts. Um, we can think about, um, uh, you know, if you give, the Lord will give to you. Oh, bless the Lord. But the first thing is get your money out then and start giving. Oh, wait a minute now, Dave. Oh, careful, careful. But, you know, the, prin- the principle of joy, but actually not allowing it to take root, have its way, to run over everything before it. Um, Jesus knew this, and uh, we can read this in John 6, 60. Many Fantastic verses and, and really um, sobering, isn't it? How, how they walked with Jesus, but then Jesus began to challenge their lifestyle, challenge them that, look, this is all for me. You've got to receive me, eat of me, eat of my bread, eat of my blood, my body, my blood. Uh, of course, he said they, that those words are spiritual, but what he was saying is, look, it's all or nothing. First or nothing. And uh, the Bible said, this is hard, this is hard. Well, let's, I suppose that's, again, that's because the word has taken no root. It isn't hard when you know, as we read about Livingstone, don't tell me this is a sacrifice. He said this is the greatest privilege in the world. And uh, we will never have it as hard as him, will we? Never in a million years. You know, not, God's not going to call us to Africa to be mauled by a lion to catch, I think it was malaria or something, to lose our, our spouse at a really young age, then all these things, and, and to come back. And all those things he went through. Not a sacrifice, it's a privilege. Why? Because he understood that the God of heaven captivated his heart. And Peter, Peter saw it, didn't he? Lord, where else are we going to go? Where else are we going to find the words of eternal life? Only you, only you. So there was a, there's that shallowness that will go, leave the word. And remember, if, if there's a teaching that we, 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 God has put into our lives, it hasn't taken root sometimes, um, could be many things, couldn't it? Lots of things the Lord wants to speak to us. Could be our prayer life, could be our tithing, could be um, you know our our forgiveness or our kindness. All those kind of things God was working on in our lives uh, that we we said we said to ourselves, "I need to do that. That's 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 the right thing to do." And and, and God spoke to us about it, but it never took root. Never took root. We never let it have its depth in our hearts. Um, so there's sentimentality. But I think I would say this third, <clears throat> this third uh, soil is where a lot of us um, dwell. 
uh, where, um, where we see distractions. Uh, it grew up among thorns. Um, and what do you say? The plants choked them. And it tells us what those are. Thankfully, the, 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 Jesus tells us what those, those thorns are. Worries of this life, the distractions, the cares of this life. We have many sometimes, don't we? The deceitfulness of wealth. Ah, well, in our world, in our Western world, that is grips so many people. Uh, the desire of other things, the longings of our heart not set on the Lord. He says, delight yourself in the Lord, delight yourself in my word. Because otherwise, other distractions will captivate our hearts. And Luke says, interestingly, they go on their way. Their way. Their way. See, we, we're still carrying on my way. And the Bible says, no, 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 no. You come on the way. Change our direction. So we see distractions all around us. And uh, the Bible says in the last days, it will be very clearly. Many will be distracted. Um, 2 Timothy 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up a with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them <coughs> a great number of teachers to say what the engineers want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Amen. They will turn away their ears. Um, because, oh, the gospel is a wonderful gospel, isn't it? Grace and mercy of God. Yet it is, does challenge our behavior. It says, look, you, you follow me, you have to change. There's no, it's faith without works is dead. And uh, when Christ comes in, he, he, as we so often say, he receives us as we are, but he will certainly not let us stay as us as we are. Because remember, we are now his ambassadors, we are his children. And uh, you know a child who has been looked after and uh, brought up right and disciplined to a child that has let his have his own way. And who's going to bring you know disrepute to their parents? Who's going to bring... Heartache to their parents, isn't it? Uh, even even when we look after them, sometimes they bring us heartache. Of course they do, but um, but we understand that, uh, and we are now his child. So he's going to say, "Look, come on, Dave." Um, so they, they, we turn our ears to those that that tickle the word. The word is there in in one version, tickle their ears. What they want to hear. Now there's some things we love to hear, now, and we get and we've got to be careful. We get distracted even by maybe a particular teaching in God's word. Be careful you don't just be distracted by that. Remember, we talk about the gifts and all the other things and God's blessings. But remember, the giver. Uh, that's we, we always keep our eyes on him. Um, keep our eyes on, not on the one who, the blessings, but the blessing giver. See, easily distracted, easily, easily 
shifted away, distracted hearers. Colossians, Colossians 2. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than that of Christ. See, you read different uh, the books and then he's, he's always careful how you listen to, careful who you listen to, careful you don't get distracted, careful you don't get distracted by um, things that appear, appear to be from, from the Bible. And you see, that's why every, every cult has risen up. You'll find every cult leader started in the church. But they got drifted. They drifted or, or found a particular teaching they didn't like or they, they said, oh, I've got extra teaching. You, you look at every single one. They've all started in the church. Um, you can go back and, and look at most of the ones we know. And that's how a cult starts, easily distracted and, and, and maybe focusing on a particular teaching or not liking a particular teaching. Like some, don't, you know, if you look, they don't, you know, hell, no, we don't like that. So we take that out. Um, and all distracted hearers, <coughs> easily done. Easily distracted, even with the work of the Lord. Uh, Luke 10, story we know very well. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she said, and she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. So that's easily distra- distracted you. Now Martha, remember, Martha was the one who invited Jesus in, not Mary. That's very clear in the, in the story there. Um, but she got distracted. And uh, some of us get very busy in the work of the Lord, with the work of the Lord, and we've got to be careful that we don't get distracted so much so that we're not listening. And that's the most important. Relationship with the Lord is the key thing. That's what we created for. And out of that, we are going to worship, we're going to serve, we're going to do what the Lord asks us to do. But our first port of call, that's why he said, be careful. Because Why? Because those thorns it, it will choke the word. It means um, uh, choke by drowning. And it's not a pleasant thought. But that's the idea. It will choke the very word, the very life of the word that was in us will be choked out. And, and Martha having the, the great uh, invitation for the Lord to come in, come in, Lord, was distracted and wasn't actually hearing what the Lord has said, even though it was her initiative. Uh, but Mary, Mary was sitting at the feet, listening um, at the feet of Jesus. Now we must be careful and watch each other. Watch how, how, we, how each other doing because the Bible is very clear that we must all be careful that we listen and help each other. Hebrews 3. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, 
so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if we hold firmly to the end the confidence we had at first. As has just been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. When we looked at, we talked about, when we started talking about seeing, we, we took a, a, quite a few verses from Hebrews. And of course, as we said, Hebrews was a book to those Jews who got saved, but were thinking about returning to Judaism and, and going away from Christianity, going back, going back. And of course, he mentions seeing many times, keep your eyes on the Lord, keep your eyes. And he's also mentions hearing many times. You become dull of hearing, slow of hearing, he says in Hebrews chapter five. But here he says, be careful. That once you, and he uses that particular, they knew the story, of course, uh, at the waters of Meribah and Massa, where they, where they rebelled, didn't they? They wouldn't listen. They hardened their hearts so they couldn't hear. Or they wouldn't hear. Or they didn't want to hear. And he says, be careful you don't do that. Watch for the bitterness. Watch for the roots that stop. And he, he, he lots of different roots. Roots of bitterness. Root of, root of love, of, love of money is a root of all evil. And all those roots, got to get them up, haven't we? And it's no good taking the top off a weed, is it? You've got to dig him up. You've got to get the root up. Why? Because you take the top off. So I've been told. Because I'm an expert and not, not Percy thrower. We're all old enough to remember Percy. Um, you've got to get him up and new. Root and all. Otherwise, he'll still be there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's hard work sometimes. Backbreaking work. Painful work. How do we do it? Into God's word. Into his presence. What does he say? Hosea, sow, careful how you sow, sow with righteousness, break up the fallow ground, break it up, time to seek the Lord. See, when we're in God's presence, he begins to churn up, begins to build a break up. Hebrews 4 says also, don't sow among thorns. Be careful where you sow and what you sow. Seek me and I'll break up, break it up, break it up. How we listen, very careful. So so important how we listen. James 1, James 1, 1925. Which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. There's a lot of stuff there, isn't it? First verse, know this, everyone should be quick to hear. That's why you have two ears and one mouth, we said that before. Slow to speak, slow to become angry. The trouble is we are uh, slow to hear, swift to speak, and swift to become angry, aren't we, sadly? Um, but it's the other way around. The Bible says very clearly. Um, and other, other things, it says, it says there, again, we talk about forgetfulness. 
forgetting. And if we do, we won't forget. If we actually apply God's word, we will not forget God's word. And is the lovely word there, uh, you'll find it probably in the um, AV, uh, receive the word meekly that was implanted in you. And we've looked at that word meekly before, and that's a fantastic word because it is the opposite of, uh, we said before, the opposite of self-interest, self-assertiveness. It's teachable, it's pliable. It's the opposite of self-interest, self-rights. In fact, meekness is not occupied with self at all. So what we are saying is, God, God, have your way in my life. Let your word have its way in every area. And if, if it's got a cut, let it cut. But nothing of me left. So that, that's a wonderful scripture about having God, let God's word have his way, quick to listen. And we may talk about being listeners, because um, that's, in, in these days, listening, it's easily learnt, but so vital, isn't it? Uh, and can ch- change someone's situation right round. They want someone to listen to, someone to, li- for, someone for, to listen to, you know, or the, someone to listen to their story so often. Um, take interest in people. Um, our last verse, a uh, wonderful verse, we just talked about it. Um, Exodus 15, Exodus 15. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days they travelled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Mara, they could not drink it, because its water was bitter. That is why the place is called Mara. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Hearing, if you will but hear, shama or shemi, similar to that word we come out, we looked at the watchfulness. Hear the voice of the Lord, do it, pay attention, and keep it, watch over it, protect it, treasure it. And if you read in that last soil. How does the soil produce good? Good soil. How does it produce a crop? The good and noble heart that hears, retains, holds fast, and perseveres, watches over, looks after the word, saying, Lord, I don't understand this word, but this word is true. When it says for me to seek you first, I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm going to keep that word uppermost in my heart and nothing's going to deter me, nothing's going to go to the right or to the left, whatever that particular teaching is, if it's giving, if it's forgiving, all these things. We've got to keep the word uppermost in our hearts and, you know, it will be challenged because, you know, when it comes to forgiving, we're involved in relationships. It always will. And then we take the word... We take the word and say, Lord, apply the word. I'm going to protect that word. Your word says this. I may not be feeling it. doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. I'm going to apply it. I'm going to let it have its way. I'm going to choose to forgive. I'm going to choose to pray the blessing of God upon that particular situation or that person. And you see, that's, that's applying the word. That's a good heart that hears, retains, holds it fast. 
and perseveres in it. Uh, even when we may trip up in a certain area, we're going to pick that word back up and apply the word again and say, Lord, I, I see it didn't work that time, but now I'm going to go for it again. We're going to try it again and we're going to let God's word have its way. How do we hear? How do we hear? Well, there's the soils. That's how we hear. And uh, if something's producing fruit in your life, then you know it's fell in good soil. If you're not doing something you know you should be doing, it's not falling in good soil, is it? Something's distracted, something's choked it. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's got just, just been shallow. Oh, it never actually touched you. I'm amazed at um, how people listen, how people hear. I'm thinking, sometimes I'm thinking, are they actually hearing or listening to what I'm saying sometimes? I'm saying that to myself. Um, I, I, but I, I'm always amazed that some people hear actually what I haven't said. Yeah, it's amazing. People, no, but in a good way sometimes, because the Holy Spirit, of course. Um, although it can be in a bad way sometimes. People say, uh, and uh, I, I didn't actually say that. I didn't actually say that. Um, and it's amazing. But, um, but sometimes the Lord takes hold of something, doesn't he? Applies it to someone's heart. And, and they say, oh, you said that. And I, I really convict him. I'm thinking... Can't remember saying that. My memory's not the best, man. But uh, yeah, that's the Lord. Then that's the Lord's work. Amen. So again, tune our hearing to the Lord and what He has to say. Bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.